You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome back to the 9to5 Entertainment System, where we talk about all of your favorite things. Your favorite things are... We talked about Steve Harvey. Right, we talked about that for a hell of a long time. Then we talked about Steve <laughs> yeah. Harvey. Then we talked about strange books and vampires. Uh, then we switch into movies, as the obvious segue goes, where we talk about the new 2016 Blair Witch, 400 Days, The Last King, Dan Brown's Inferno, and Terror by Night, starring Basil Rathbone. I feel like there's a good bit of talk about role-playing somewhere in the middle there, yeah, too. It happens, too. It happens. All this and more on the 9to5 Entertainment System. We're not going to open up this podcast by telling people no. I feel like I want to watch the movie Sneakers with Sir Sidney Poitier in it. And uh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford and Dan, um, Dan, Dan, Dan Aykroyd. fucking Aykroyd. I, I haven't seen that in years. Winnebago. I think of Sneakers yep. like on a regular basis. It's a fantastic film. And do you Rel- know why? Like relevant today more than ever. Yeah. You know? Do you know why I think of it? Yeah. I always think whenever I cross a bridge in a car. And the the duck thum, party? Thum, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the, the cocktail party. Yeah. But like the thum, the thum, the thum, and they're like, You're tiny let, I'm and crossing you, a bridge. You <laughs> can figure out based on the speed, average speed of the car, what bridge they went over <laughs> by the like speed of the thunks that he like remembers from being in the trunk. And, and then and then you drive over the Victoria Bridge and you're just like, I could do this with my eyes closed. <laughs> 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 uh, quiz time. Okay. How old is the CIA? I'm going to say that the CIA is a post-World War II kind of thing. So I agree. I'm thinking 1950. 50. 47. All right. 47. High five. Yay. Boom. Close. Post-World War II. Yeah. Their annual budget. Annual budget? I'm going to say... As listed on the federal budget. Well, <laughs> 30 billion? Uh, 50 billion. 15 billion. Huh. Really? So it's uh, under 70 years old. Thrifty. Yeah. Makes... <laughs> Only cost the American government $15 billion. That seems so... Replaceable. Yeah. That seems yeah. so replaceable. Yeah. That's what I'm but, thinking. Okay, but those, that, people those power. Figures, <laughs> it's not 70 years old, and it's $15 billion. And you could be like Trump. All right, you guys, what can you do for $15 billion? Outsource. Yeah. Slide it over. I mean, that's his plan with Obamacare, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I got something better. The something better for Obamacare is also like if you've been following. I mean, it's like I guess small potatoes compared to this. No, but like you've been if you're someone like Donald Rumsfeld or Dick Cheney, and you're just like, I, I could set that up for you. Like I could do that. Yeah. For, first, they have to crawl out of their like slate coffins and then feed on the blood of the young. But they already kind of are. Right? Rumsfeld. <laughs> Rumsfeld was campaigning for Trump. Isn't he on his that? seventh heart? <laughs> Cheney. Yeah. One well, of them. Like, Rumsfeld or Cheney had like s- seriously six heart transplants. Yeah. Like yeah. Newt Gingrich is like in the mix already, right? Like he's like all these <sighs> weird creepos are they're around. 
But yeah, the, the Obamacare thing. Yeah. Like the, the narrative of the Republican Party was just sort of like something better. Then they were like, well, we don't know what it is. And now they're like, does anyone have anything better? Like, like officially, they're like, they're backpedaling on their like, uh, crap. The whole, the whole thing is going to backfire on them like crazy. There's, there's, there's like seven, I think it is, Republican governors right now yeah. who are refusing to re- try and repeal Obamacare because they have like hundreds of thousands of constituents, primarily in Republican states, yeah. who are all realizing, well, I now I'm getting cancer medication and I'm fucking not going to because Obamacare is how it works. Well, I, like, I that's heard, happening. I yeah. heard the even better thing. that Three Doors Down is the only band in America that will play the inauguration. <laughs> what? No, no. Talk, about the, about, talk about the ACA, though. Okay. Yeah. I, they were talking about uh, repealing the ACA yep. and setting the uh, repeal date for four years from now. <laughs> saying, we have repealed it. We made a promise. We repealed it. Oh, we're not in office anymore, we're but that's not when it takes take effect. Care of that. You guys deal with it. Yeah. I mean, they already had eight years to come up with a replacement plan and didn't well, do it. Exactly. That yeah. was that was like and, were, and part of the plan is live up to the promise. Fuck whoever comes. Fuck next. whoever comes next. Wait, I forget who it was. This, this it was is Kanye's problem now. <laughs> I think I think it was Weekend Update where they were just sort of like they're like so hang on they were like so you were like you're gonna repeal it and like the narrative like rapidly in the last month regarding yeah. Obamacare has like gone from like we have we're gonna get rid of it we're something better we don't know what that is we don't know if we're gonna get rid of it like and they were just sort of like that would be like if the end of Rudy. <laughs> When the coach is like, Rudy, you're in the game, and he's just like drunk with his <laughs> pants around his ankle, being like, I don't know how to play football. <laughs> sort of like, We've been waiting for eight years for your thing. Rudy, this is your moment. And just, like, he's like, lacing oh. up skates. Exactly. Who do we Whoa. know who looks like Rudy? I want to film that, that scene. <laughs> I just put it on YouTube as the alternate end to Rudy. Alternate end to Rudy. Rudy, you're going in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have no idea of the rules of this game. <laughs> god damn it. Oh my god. But anyway, but yeah, you didn't hear about Three Doors Down. I no, mean, they're I guess, the only people who are going to play. I guess I'm abreast of like <laughs> different political goings-ons than you are. Yeah. So there was like there was like famous <laughs> he follows Three Doors Down on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> they have two followers. And this subreddit. It's me and their grandma. <laughs> He's the moderator of the subreddit. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so like famously, like when there were like the inauguration thing, like tons and tons and tons of artists were like, no, not gonna, not gonna play, play, not gonna play, not gonna play, not gonna play, whatever, blah blah blah. And then like the offices of the president-elect were like star-studded, like inauguration party, and like headlining is the band Three Doors Down. (laughs) Like why? (laughs) It was like irrelevant for the last decade. I mean, I guess, I guess maybe it's like continuity to the Bush presidency. Like, cause that was the last time they were famous. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Is Kid Rock not performing? He should be. (laughs) Cause if he plays Pimp of the Nation, that would just, that would be so fucking on point. I'm like, I'm kind of wondering why more like artists didn't. I feel that that's like such an, like, like Rage Against the Machine be like, we'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like we'll get about 10 seconds before they kill our mics, (laughs) but that will be 10 like magical, glorious seconds, nationally televised seconds, you know, (laughs) like I was like, I'm surprised. I was like, nobody stepped up. Like that would be like, Zach, Zach, you gotta (laughs) fucking do it, buddy. What about Kanye? Right. He's. The comedy stylings of what's his name, Steve Harvey, who met directly with the president. You heard about this? No. Oh my goodness! So host of the Family Feud. Host of Family Feud. So so Ben Carson is uh, named like Minister of Urban Development. Okay, which is makes sense because he's a doctor. He's a doctor who grew up in the hood, who has no such thing, and it was hilarious too. No, like he's the opposite of a civil engineer. He's like 
is a surgeon? Is a uh, yeah, yeah, a, uh, yeah, exactly. A um, what's the word? A pediatric neurosurgeon. That's okay. his, that is his a Not child a, brain surgeon. A child brain surgeon. Okay, so who, who's done like successful like. Oh, like separation of Siamese twins, like who had like conjoined brains, okay, and stuff. So like, like a gifted brain surgeon. What? Why would he know anything about urban planning? Okay, right. And it, hilariously, I, I'm I'm okay right. with smart people getting important jobs. Yeah, Just, right. you know, give them the right like job. Like why? Ca- if there's there's got to be health, uh, like education, health. health <laughs> is a min- there's like a minister of health. Why don't you put your brain surgeon? What's, what's okay? I, like I get that it, it's not the it doesn't make the most sense. But if he's like a super smart dude trying to do. This job, it's exactly. not the worst. But I just, anyway. I just feel like there are other people who might, you know, maybe study civil engineering. Maybe, but like hilariously, when, when they, they, they have the, like whenever they appoint a minister, there's kind of like a, a section of like cross examination or whatever by yeah, the yeah. house being like, are you going to fulfill the, the duty and whatever else like that. And during that, Ben Carson was literally like, I like might not be the best person for the job, but like I know how the brain works and it can adapt to things. Da 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 da. Like I'll I'll learn and whatever, yeah. and I'll and I'll get people on board who are the best people on the job. And ever, someone I can't remember if it was Trevor Noah or Weekend Update, which is sort of like so. Hang on, should we hire that person? No, but they were like <laughs> Trump said, I don't know how to do everything, but I know the best people. Yeah. And now he appointed a guy who's like, I don't know how to do this, but I know some people. They're like, how far down does this go? <laughs> like, Where's the guy who knows what he's doing? <laughs> like how far down the power chain? You're like, no, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Anyway, and then but no, but no. Then if you if you've got a doctorate in civil engineering or, you know, like in architecture or even just if it was one of his business cronies, like I'm like obviously he's gonna like appoint his buddies. You know, like as, he has so many like guys who have like architects and who are civil engineers. Like he he must know right two, like three of them that like he, he trusts to build multi million dollar buildings, hotels and shit. Yeah, like yeah. I feel that there's like, like better like, people in his in his core to like hook up with that game. The brain surgeon. The brain what? surgeon. And the brain surgeon could be doing, you know, brain surgeon things. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like could be doing better things. Maybe there's children who need their brains. But anyway, but then he had <laughs> brain houses. But last week, so these better people that Ben Carson maybe is talking about legitimately on the subject of the urban development like program and stuff like that trump legitimately had a meeting with steve harvey host of the family feud what <laughs> not on, not oh god <laughs> steve harvey is my favorite uh game show host because he will ask questions rife with sexual innuendo and then when someone gives a sexual answer he will every single time look right at the camera so- Baffled and embarrassed. That's the joke. Like that's he's got one. I don't even understand. I don't like. I hate that show. It's always the same fucking thing. It's just amazing how he has the audacity to to do that. Just yeah. like what lives in your husband's pants that you think is mouth sized. Uh, his penis. What? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So the answer was his wallet. <laughs> So Harvey said that Trump immediately got Dr. Ben Carson on the phone to begin dialogue looking for programs and housing to help the inner cities. He had the president-elect. Seems very open to mentoring his efforts in the city. He, uh, he added, I walked away after my meeting with Trump feeling like that I had just talked to a man who generally wants to make a difference in that in this area. I feel really good about something great could come out of this. So, but why? Like, there he is. There he is, Donald Trump meeting with Steak. Host of the Family Feud, Steve Hardy, on the topic does, of does like, does he have any other qualifications? No, other th- other than growing up in like right. the projects. Like, I mean, like, I feel that like, which is, I mean, like, I get it. Like, D- did he, or are you just 
imagining that. Just guessing. I mean, that's <laughs> what ben, ben Carson said. But it's okay. like, I'm, and I get it that <coughs> it's like, obviously, like, celebrities have their, their pet projects and, like, the president meeting with high-profile people to bring, uh, like, spotlights on. But I just thought that it was hilarious that within the week of, like, Ben Carson being like, I'm going to get the best people, president's having a one-on-one -on -one meeting with comedian and game show host Steve Hart. I'm like, is he the best people? Mm -hmm. He does meet a lot of families. He does. He knows a lot about families in America and... Uh, settling feuds. And settling feuds. Doesn't he kind of start them? I mean, I guess he does organize them. He does yeah, really he organize like the whole feud, feud, but then he declares <laughs> a winner, which is, I mean, like, it's like the legal system. Yeah. Like, well, there's like an I mean, argument not and then forget, forget just the two families. He's also, you know, got a good survey system. He does. Like polling system set up. He's got a really good group of 100 people. Why hasn't he transitioned into like a Judge Judy type of show? Steve Harvey? Because yeah. he's busy misannouncing the winners of Because he's universe. organizing the projects. Yes, that's true. Yeah, he's also the guy who misread the winner of the. Yeah, remember when now he... he's in the Trump house. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, he put the he he said like the completely. He wrong... announced the complete wrong winner yeah. of the Miss Universe pageant, and then was like, "Whoops, sorry." And then she was already like up. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they already put the crown on. Yeah. yeah. The my walkover. bad. <laughs> the walkover smacked the flower. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! But anyway, so All talking right. about quizzes, mm -hmm. I have this is again a segue. You ready for this? Scott, do you have an actual quote or? I have an actual or, question. Okay. Uh, several questions. So Scott gave T. Chad the, the unauthorized Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles quiz book for mm -hmm. Kidmas. Uh, I delivered it to T. Chad this past weekend, and we were like, "Well, let's let's go, let's, let's go, let's go through it." And it's stuff like, in the opening credits, does it start with shot of a manhole, shot of a city that's, that's moonlit? Or a police car with its sirens on. Police car. Police car. Wrong. It's the city with the moon overhead. Really? Mm. On the season one VHS box set, nice. which of these cartoons does not have a publicity for it in front of it? Like Alvin and the Chipmunks, Pound Puppies, or Care Bears? Care Bears. Pound puppies. Alvin and the Chipmunks. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, I'm like, you have to own the VHS collection? To have this isn't trivia. This is just like garbage. They're like, what ingredients, what ingredients that are on the pizza do not stick to the screen when the pizza's thrown at the screen in the opening credits? That, that's a really good question because you've probably seen that pizza throw like a hundred times. Probably. I don't recall at all. Anyway, well, uh, what was the, the stuff that sticks is the marshmallow. Uh, the marshmallows. Mushrooms. Well, the, the, the mushrooms and the pepperoni, yeah. The anchovies, the peppers, and the onions don't stick. Hmm. Thanks, unauthorized Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not, not for nothing, but as, as crazy as those loot crates were that I put together, yeah. the, there's stuff in there I've been saving for years specifically for that. <laughs> was that one <laughs> that of them? That was one of them. Uh, yeah, the, like you didn't the know where it books was I gave to John yeah. were, were one of them. <laughs> What did you get? Two super old-timey vampire um, books. It was Diablery and... Um, the Guide to Diablery? Yep. Yep. So dumb. Yep. White Wolf, <laughs> you're a jerk. <laughs> that, that was in the, like, the bizarre period of first edition, like at the tail end of it, yeah. where they were just printing out all of these incredibly stupid books. second edition, like late second so. edition with Black Hat and all that stuff was late second, no? Mm, maybe. I'm pretty sure. This one has the art style of first edition. Okay. Because yeah. I thought first all, they were all in big books, and they were dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it like, was a big book. Like a really big one? Well, not really big, but like too big for 
It was not an eight and a half by eleven. No, no, no it's like, it's like, the, the, yeah. like the clan, the clan books. Yeah. yeah, the big ones. But those are usually eight and a half. Second ed are eight and a half by eleven, but first ed. No, the first ed's are bigger. Weird, mm-hmm. big, like like square things. They're sort of like guide to the archons. And you're like, thanks. That was back in the this, the exact same era of the Dungeons and Dragons second edition guide to barbarians, right? Yeah, or yeah. like the guide to bar- right-handed barbarians and yeah, et cetera, oh et cetera. man, White Wolf, you're so dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like there were so many stupid books published in that like era. Like, think how quickly they dropped the ball with the revised edition. Everything shut down. Like, I don't know anybody who still plays a no. lot of White Wolf. And they were they were like rocking and roll. Yep. Sorry, Chris Harmon. It's true. Like he's still in the the Camarilla Org, but, but, but they but they rolled back to not yep. the revised version of Vampires, right? Because like they mm. kind of like Vampire Fourth Ed has um, it's like set more like a feudal system where it's like the the cities have like a power structure, but there's no like international Camarilla or whatever. There's just like agreements between princes. That's such a weird thing. I still think White Wolf should go back to that Second Ed world and just they did polish it. They did just, like. Mm. Yeah, but that's it. But they but they didn't in the fourth, right? Like fourth ed was they tried a whole new thing. That was the whole yeah. But 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 now they've revised. They've gone back, or at least the Camarilla org has. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was like like the the version that Chris is playing is they just went back to Camarilla because yeah. they were like, this is the version that makes sense. It's like it's what everybody an, wants to play. Have, but it's not just what everybody wants to play. It's that you have like an in depth social structure that's universal to every city that you're in. So in a game that like values like social manipulation and all that stuff like that's the system that you need to do i'm like when you introduce no i'm saying when you introduce that system that they're doing in fourth ed it makes a lot of sense in a tabletop scenario because every like city that the players get to it's going to be like learn the rules of the city but in like a larp social sense that doesn't make a ton of sense i totally disagree and i think it's all nostalgia that makes people prefer to camera ever play in a small city ottawa yeah Yeah, it doesn't really count you can still have a prince of ottawa i'm just wondering if like you lived in like Jacksonville, or whatever. Like yeah. Barrie. If you lived in Barrie, Ontario, did you play a Camarilla game in Barrie, or did you pretend you were Toronto? Probably you played in Barrie. See, you gave me different answers there, yeah. right? Like, if you're like the five or six Depends on the gamers, chronicle, right? I mean, like, if you're just like some gangrel dudes, whatever. Like, uh, you're playing it. a LARP. You're playing yeah. a LARP. You're just like... You got your five or six friends. You run into a little game no, because it just gets so unbelievable. You have like twenty or thirty vampires in Barrie, Ontario. You're like, how did you not notice this? How? <laughs> you think there are twenty or thirty vampires, LARP players in Barrie? I mean, if you're running a LARP, there better be like <laughs> ten, five, ten. Yeah, yeah about ten. It could be a super small LARP. Ten. ten, maybe. How? Like, what about the political machinations of Barrie, Ontario? Like, exactly. <laughs> how small does the city get before you start LARPing, pretending else. you're in another city? Yeah. I feel that like I said. I feel that for vampire to work, you have to be in a big okay. city. Like. Let me give you. Let me give it a defense for that. The revised system. Okay. Right. So the idea behind the whole having multiple different sects is that the idea of the Camarilla and the idea of the Sabbat are, are, are cool. It's different moralities, different ways of looking at yeah. your own life. And the problem is that they can't ever live in the same city without being continuously at war. Yeah. And so that level of like moral arguing and disagreements yeah. and whatever never gets a, a place to come out because in the Camarilla, everybody fucking agrees. In, in the Sabbat, they don't. But in, in the Camarilla, yeah. everybody does. So having that, having all of those guys now allowed to play in the same arena just adds an extra level of of grouping and an extra level of conflict no, I mean, into and, the system. And I've, al- I've also cool. always felt that that was a um, like a shortcoming of it. Because I was like, because I'm like, France and England hated each other and warred each other all the time. 
But like they weren't always like shoot on sight, you know. Right. Like they're like there could be like civil meetings, and that I feel that was something that yeah was missing from second and so third. So there's like, that. Now the thing about the princes is that it becomes more about the coward, the, the characters, than about this thing. And you can you can have like a new prince comes and he changes a whole bunch of the rules. And in the game, it's still everybody still obeys the masquerade. Like that's a rule for literally all of the sects to follow. Yeah. And so there's a lot less of that like dumb shit, and a lot more of like the f- as long as you're following like the core tenets that everybody has to follow, yeah. you're allowed to like play with every other level of the rules I, I like it it's more customizable the prince's character gets displayed more yeah exactly it's not all. that's why John got those books yeah and even and, and, uh, <laughs> no no I think it's super you cool you gave me the Di- Diablery book I have not I wasn't going to give you clan book Malkavian you know that one. <laughs> I, I feel that we should just maybe take like a split second to explain Diablery to like our two listeners who don't know what it is mm-hmm. it's basically when you fully drain when a vampire fully drains another vampire and then like basically takes his power which is like considered to be the ultimate vampire crime mm-hmm so why, like, in the same of, like, a game, there's no reason to have a book to do this because, basically, if you commit Diablery, with the exception of being in Sabbat, you're dead. More or less. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, all the Camarilla vampires will actively kill you unless you're super powerful. And in the Sabbat, then everybody already has, so it doesn't really matter. Right. So, like, to devote an entire okay, game book. No, I'm just saying, like, like, I'm, like I'm not saying, like, like they could have made a game of being, like, vampire crime or, like, whatever. And, like, all a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. But, like, to have an enti- a publisher be, like... We're gonna devote this book to like, like what is it? Is it all flavor? Is it rules? I is don't it? know. I'm gonna report back. Yeah. We have a two weeks here. We're gonna find out what's in the the no, Diablo book. It's so from crazy that you write an entire book to basically something that is like a non, like supposed to be a non-factor in most games. Yeah, exactly. That's except it. they put it into the game, and of course, it was a factor in every game. I never played a, a vampire game with more than five people that didn't have Diablo as a part of it. Right, and, but and th- then they die. The, the <laughs> problem that we're not really talking about is how sometimes it's like implied in the books that every now and again you get you get to steal some of the power of the person that you're diabolizing. Yeah, right, and like actually gain dots on your character sheet without spending the XPs. Yeah, and that that level appealed to a certain class of gamer yeah. who was always the same, like the same people mm-hmm. at a given game who are always running around diabolizing people and trying to gain their power and get free dots on their character sheets. So there's like yeah. an extra level of hatred we all have for that. I think so, but I feel that that's a little bit offset. I mean, <coughs> except for the fact that like usually those people are not always the strongest of role players. <laughs> but like, there's an extra level of offset that if you like, if you diabolize someone who's actually like older and more powerful than you, your like personality could alter because like the the blood is strong enough that you're like, no, you're not the dominant force in this vampire anymore. I think anymore. that's kind of cool. It, it's it's a, it's a neat. It's a. It, I'd be way more interested in a novel about a diablerist. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there are interesting stories that come from diablery. But in terms of like a rules book for a role playing game, I'm, it's like it's. I'm a, coming it's at this that, one with to me, something that's so powerful that changes the the person who did its personality. I mean, it sounds like the One Ring, which <laughs> is like the most interesting thing. In but the exactly, but like you know what? You know what? If, I, if I worked the Lord of the Rings role-playing game, I wouldn't need a book to describe the One Ring. I'd be like, here's a chapter. If this ever appears in your campaign, wouldn't you? It has tens of thousands of years of history, and like. But what I said, is, I said, is it all flavor and lore? I was have like, you have case. you never run into the One Ring playing D anD D all your years? No, John, I, I've never given a One Ring. Nothing like the One Ring, like a Ring of Invisibility. No, nothing that like slides their their uh, alignment alignment evil. around. I never like to mess with people's alignment. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's I, also like I, I had a thing at, when I was yeah. playing Domain that, that slid my alignment around. Mm. Huh. 
that's kind of fun for like a weekend getaway because you can really embrace yeah. your new. It, the character yeah. I played for years had the freaking. That was magic. your creepy necromancer guy, right? No, uh, mm-hmm. my idiot thief. Oh yeah, yeah, Jane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, he had the this sword for one weekend, killed a character with it, got it forcibly taken away from him, and his alignment never got better. <laughs> he just. He's, he was still an idiot thief. He was just, you know, evil. Super evil. <laughs> so. And not, not, you know, that's the thing. Super evil doesn't always need to be fucking Emperor Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Maybe it means corpse robbing. Because that's kind of how I went with it. I, I feel also that not, not often enough do people play, like, really dumb evil characters. Hmm. Like, you know, like, usually there's, like, some scheming, and, like, they're usually, you put some, like, intelligence to some thought, and I was like, no, man. Naked villainy. <laughs> Be super stupid. And it, and it pains me, especially since I was, like, I made him so mad at me, that DDR just didn't own up to his one moment of super dumb villainy. Yeah. We're playing D&D, and there's, like, a super relic, and DDR is just sort of like, I steal it, because he's playing an evil character. But it was, like, a brand new character. It was his first yeah, session. exactly. And then just, like, obviously gets, like, immediately caught, because we're like, yo, where's the relic? And there's like, who? Oh, the brand new evil guy just took it. And it was, like, it was like a whole big blow-up. And I was like, man, he should have just owned it. And he was like, no, can we, like, make it so we didn't have it? And I was like, it would have been so good to just be like, yeah, some things you should know about me. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I mean, like, I will fight with you guys, but also, you know... You gotta pay me with this ring. Like, if you uh, if you open it up, like, I'll, I'll steal from you. The, the, <laughs> the first time I played D&D with John, uh, I played a, an evil necromancer yeah. who never did anything evil in the game to his party, ever. Except I was also the healer. Yeah. So every bandage I unwrapped from them, I put into my pocket, smiling at them. <laughs> It's <laughs> such a fucking creepy character. <laughs> Don't worry about a thing. These wounds have all healed nicely. I'm just going to put these into my pockets. <laughs> what? No, please don't do that. No, it's fine. I'm going to wash them and reuse them later. <laughs> uh, I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad that I missed. I missed a sweet segue opening from before. So I'm going to reap back to spending the weekend in the woods, John. Okay. What do we watch on Friday? Oh, we watched The Blair Witch. The Blair Witch. 2016's Blair Witch. Movie that... Ooh, I'm interested in this one. I have not seen it. I love the first movie. You lo- You will absolutely and love... I, I've heard the hype behind this movie was amazing. It was It was correct. The it, hype it, was yeah, correct. the hype was correct. I understand. Like, Don't believe the ratings because like, the problems with the first one exist in the second one. If yep. you're looking for a lot of answers or explanations to how shit goes down, you Not don't get, get any because it. it makes... And, like, it it was, makes a better movie if you don't. It, it, it makes a better movie if you don't. And also, it's like some kids in the woods being like messed with by like an... Inc- not incredibly ancient, but like centuries-old magic user called the fun, Blair Witch. Fun like, fact, your segue was a direct life experience. Because the f- first weekend I went to Domain, yep. that Thursday I went to see the Blair Witch. What? <laughs> and then Chris and Jimmy and I got lost in the woods. Oh, man. Because we had no idea what the terrain was like. We got there at like 9 p.m. Super fucking dark. And we're like running, <laughs> running off into the woods, got lost. Yep. And we're just like... So uh, it was amazing. It was yeah, super terrifying. Blair Witch is a, it's a direct sequel to Book of Shadows. Blair Witch Project. I guess it, like there's a, uh, even kind of a nod to Book there of Shadows. There is a nod to Book of Shadows. The teeniest of tiny nods to Book of Shadows, but it's a direct sequel to really Blair Witch where it's the little kid brother of Heather okay. is like there was a search party, there was never found, but then uh, on the internet some footage comes up that somebody found in the woods that looks a lot like 
unseen footage from the first film. So he's like new footage. Somebody found a new tape. Yeah. So nice. he's like he's like we, they never found the house. They never found anything. New footage is coming out like now. We need to go back in now. Hold right? on. The, the the key part of that is that there's a there's like a super grainy shot out of that footage that looks like it's his sister still alive. Yeah. The chick from the the first movie. So. In- not just an undiscovered tape, like a brand new tape. Yeah, yeah. like a brand yeah. new tape filmed on like better even film yeah. than the first one. Kind like of thing. A, like a different camera. Yeah, like a so different camera. So he goes. So he's like, I'm going to go back into the woods, whatever. He was like, I guess it was 99. So I mean, I guess the, the, the assumption is that he was like five or six mm-hmm. when the first movie happened. And now he's like 20 or whatever. In his early 20s in university or whatever with, right. with a bunch of his university friends. And then... They hire um, locals. They hire so, if locals. you guys are listening and uh, are spoiler heavy, worried about this, um, I kind of want to get into spoilers. I want to hear. Oh, you do? Really? I, I was going to say I I was like, yeah. we, we, we can talk about it pretty abstractly. If you um, go. No, because I read the hype about it, but I haven't been yeah. super motivated. But I, I still kind of want to know what happened. I want to know. Yeah. So, like, so the, the the critics, the biggest critics that I've like, I I read reviews of this that were either like seeming like from some horror fans that were like, "This is amazing. This is like jaw dropping." Next I, level. I heard like, the word redefines a lot, and that's a weird thing to say. I, about I honestly don't no. think. Okay, redefines is maybe like. Okay, in, listen. It, it it is a found footage movie. Okay, which I I'm, I, and again I'm a huge fan of. The it film is it is movie. probably the best found footage movie I've ever seen. Like it does yeah. it does everything you expect in a found footage movie. There's jump scares. There's a bunch of people running around in the woods crying. There's spooky stuff that isn't shot really well, and the camera's all jumpy. But every literally every part of it is done masterfully. Like it was jump scares. Yeah. Huh. Like that, that was actually my favorite part about the Blair Witch. There weren't jump scares. But the thing is though mm. is that they play they play, like they. Play yeah. you so well. like an instrument. Like yeah. they set up where the jump scares are going to be. Then they're like, "That's not where they're going to be anymore." The camera's going to move like there's going to be one. Then there isn't going to be one, and then there still isn't going to be one. And there's just no jump scare. But so like, what ends up is you're watching this movie for like five minutes. Like they've mentally primed you for a jump scare that they don't even deliver on sometimes, <laughs> and you're just like, "Okay, so there's nothing wrong with this room." You know, like, like yeah. you're like they come into a new room and you're like, oh shit, I'm there. There for sure, there's going to be something in there, and there isn't always. Like, they add to the mythology of the Blair Witch. Yeah. They like give you extra information about what happens to to its victims and whatever. And they don't. They continue to not explain it, but now you know more. Like, it, yeah, exactly. Nice. They, they don't explain anything. It's it just basically like stuff starts happening. Like the first night that they sleep, they wake up and it's two o'clock in the afternoon, and they're like, what? what and they're like they're just like that's sort of weird and the locals are just sort of like she's only really at full power at night so they're like she's like tricking them like and then that that gets followed up on with like later that night the locals that they've like they, they got they thought the locals were like screwing with them so they send them away the locals come back and the girls are like how long has it been since we've seen you and they're like well we just saw you this afternoon they were like it's been five days <laughs> And they're like, what? Like, same thing too with like the girls whose foot's getting like super infected, super fast and yeah. gross, like instantly. Like, and they're like, why is this happening? There's a scene later when they get into the Blair Witch House where like they're like running around in the attic and stuff, and then all of a sudden everything stops and it just starts like glowing, glowing all through the slats and the cracks and everything, super bright. And Sarah and John were like aliens, and then it like goes to dark, and I was like, no man, that was the day. day. Yeah. That was like the five seconds of day because they're like in her domain and she's just like, screw daytime. Yeah. Whoop. It's like, it's over. It's nighttime again. And then it's like, shit keeps happening. And you're like, whoa. Like, it's just, like I said, redefined is a big word. I'd say yeah. perfected. 
yeah. like perfected yeah, yeah. the found foot. Like I don't see anybody being able to like do that and like maintain it. Like they maintain the tension for so really, well really for well. so long. Yeah. Like once shit starts going down, it basically doesn't stop. I'd say like oh, the movie probably runs let's say like an hour forty. Yeah. And it's a good like forty five to fifty minutes of, of like yeah. the climax. Just what's crazy is so, that like like death proof. We were talking about this yeah. like two weeks ago. The the climax to death proof. Yeah. Once once she's out on the car and you see the black car behind, I spent fucking twenty minutes sitting there like, Don't pee my pants. Don't yeah. pee my pants. Well, it, I felt much more intense than Yeah, death like proof. way more intense than death. Like I say yeah. the only thing that kind of comes close and and in the, and in a way more intense would be like a film like high tension. Yeah. Like yeah, Otancion yeah, yeah. was like the, the go to for like a movie where you just sort of like keep just cranking it. The only thing that I feel kind of where the movie fails a little bit is where when they get to the Blair Witch house and they're inside, it sort of loses some of its, like, I guess, edge. Really? But, like, be- the re- and, like, not necessarily from, like, filmmaking or scare factor or whatever else, but it's, like, up until that point, you're, like, what's going on? Are they, like, it's very, like, are they being screwed with? Is it magic? Is it the Blair Witch? Yeah. Is it whatever? And you're sort of like, nope, you're in the witch's domain. Everything is topsy-turvy. This is upside down. And it's like, like, like a lot. Like you're not just paranoid. She's a witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Well, like, you are fully in the realm you, of a you get, high-powered magic user. You, you, know? you like, get confirmation that there is something supernatural going on. It's, like, unambiguous in that sense. So, like, there's a bit of a mystery. Which you didn't even get in the first movie. Not really, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, that's uh, so there's, like, definitely there's supernatural shit going down. And um, and specifically, it's the Blair Witch. It's yeah, not yeah, anything yeah, yeah. else. Like, they're, they're, like, any ambiguity, it's, like, it is I a... I guess you're right. But but they're, they're, it also doesn't hit the gore levels that maybe the the remake of Evil Dead got to. Yeah. Definitely not. But, it, but like, missing that level, and, and High Tension also had that gore element that I think added an extra level of tension to the whole thing oh, so that's, that's not present in really, this. again if, that was my favorite part of Blair Witch like the only gore you see at all in that movie is the little bundle where there's like a oh, couple teeth oh god don't spoil it but it's so good yeah, there's, there's, there's a moment that yeah. is not gory but it is incredibly graphically violent that like with no like, warning no warning no build no anything like, crack I, main character fucking demolished yeah, yeah. and you're just like yeah. Like out of nowhere, like it, like you, like like all three of us were watching it, being like, "What happened?" And then we like sort of pieced re- it back, together. like retroactively pieced back together what happened with the character, because like the movie doesn't really explain what happens to that character. It happens so fast. Final yeah. final destination when she gets hit by the bus. But but and if you don't like it, you can just drop dead. Splat. But so much more de- but, but believable. So much more, but like but yeah. like imagine if there was no bus. Yeah. Like imagine if a character just like got hit by a bus but there was no bus and you're like what the fuck I can't, I can't wait to talk to you after you see this you're, so but you're just good. sort of like you're like what just happened yeah. and like you have to like put together the information that the movie gave you previously to understand why that character just like obliterated like <laughs> it's there but you're like what do, do we, like, are we putting us on the list I feel like we're running out of we time we absolutely have to I've got a bunch of movies to talk about I'm going to talk about them really fast because you guys haven't seen them okay uh, I saw <laughs> four movies in the past four days it's going to be easy for John though. all the movies are talking in the last like ten minutes of the episode so you can get uh, our quotes okay good. I saw Three movies from 2016. Oh, uh, 400 Days, starring Dane Cook, okay. and Brandon Routh, and Katie Lotz. You lost me at Dane Cook. Yeah, weird, right? 400 uh, Days. It's like 500 Days of Summer, but dumb with Dane Cook. No, it's a sci-fi movie. So the idea oh. is they take four wannabe astronauts and they put them in a simulated Mars mission where they're isolated for 400 days. So, so like well, um, Biodome. 
kind of. Aren't they like doing in a small that? spaceship? I feel like they're doing I think they were that. remaking it. Yeah. It's like no, no, a no, no, small no, 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 They're actually doing that in reality. Like they're putting people in these little domes and deserts or whatever. That's really? like that's been a plan that NASA has had to like talk. I thought like, they were already doing it. Yeah, like if, if they're yeah. not doing it, they're already doing it yeah. or starting it. All right, so they take four wannabe astronauts. They put them in this thing that's a simulated uh, Mars spaceship, Mars Mars ship, and they bury it underground. And they're just like. We'll see you in 400 days. Let's see how you do. It's like a psychological right. experiment. And they go cray. And uh, they start to go cray, and then they have someone break into the spaceship, kind of like Sunshine. All of mm-hmm. a sudden, there's like a weird bald dude running around. And then they go, they're like, okay, well, this sucks, and shit is going wrong. And like with five days left, they open the hatch and go out. Except the world is a complete barren wasteland. Because <laughs> there was a nuclear holocaust. Well, because apparently the, the something blew up a chunk of the moon and crashed to the earth. And like that's why they've been out of communication. Like All the radios go down. And, shit and they're like, to it's part of the simulation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, that's a simulation. Let's just go with it. You know, like, We'll check. We'll try to repair it. Like, this is a test. They're psychologically testing us. Right. And... Yeah, they go out and there's like these all creepy hillbillies running around in a town. There's fucking just dust eyes. everywhere. Yeah. The sun is gone, and then shit happens. Uh, weird, huh. kind of unfulfilling ending. It leaves it ambiguous because they go back. They end up like freaking out and running back and starting to wonder if that was part of the test too right. or not. And mm-hmm. then the alarm hits for the 400th day, and like the video starts playing. You've done it. You survived. You great. We can't wait to to see you and talk about it. And like the door opens again, and the lights come on. But like you're not sure if that's like part of the test, and they're being congratulated by the press, or the hillbillies are like gonna kill them now. That yeah. was kind of like that. Kind of reminds me of uh, what do you call it? Remember like Tank Four Three Two or whatever? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, was it a test? Was it not a test? Was any of it real? Like, yeah. Kind of, you're like. It's on Netflix now. It wasn't terrible. It was just all right. It's good yeah. sci-fi. It was like one of those those B-rated straight to. Right. What else? What else you got for us, Scott? Uh, I saw The Last King, which is starring the guy who played Tormund Giantsbane mm-hmm. on Game of Thrones. The guy with the big red beard. I know really this. This is like a Nordic. Yeah, it was made in yeah. Norway. It's yeah. a, a star. It had a lot of skiing Norsemen in the 1200s. What? So the plot is uh, there's an attacking papal force coming to take the king of Norway with with theirs. Like they're going to convert the people and take over the country. And the standing king of Norway gets assassinated. Hmm. And his last... Is this a true story or is this... It's based on a historical fiction. It's like a historical story that's been built up into myth. Right. Uh, And his only heir is like a little baby. And they're coming to kill the baby. And they're trying to get the baby up to the capital to have him pronounced king. So Is it good? It was not good. I had Fun. such high hopes for it. Like, the trailer looked really cool. It was all kinds of, like... Tormund Norse is super guys. cool. Tormund is super cool. Yeah. He's got the best, like, look-at-a-baby-confused face I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, his eyes go all bug-wild. The baby's like, eh, and he's like, uh-huh. Am I the only one who gets kind of an Alan Tudyk vibe from Tormund? Totally. Like, a big, scary Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you Alan Tudyk's, like... <laughs> <laughs> big, big, big scary cousin or something. Neanderthal older brother. Yeah. Um, but the movie itself just was completely devoid of tension. Fun. Yeah. There was some cool fun like not, not fun. fun. Yeah. 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 Like you, you know, you see Nor- Norsemen on skis and they're fighting and shooting arrows at each other. I don't. But it was instead, um, especially considering James the- Bondy, like seventies yeah, 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 yeah. James Bond, like. Ooh. 
run like, down especially considered. I mean, like I haven't seen it, but like critically acclaimed, there's like the Vikings TV show that's out there. Right I now. hear good things about that. The, the trailer for this movie looked super badass. Yeah, and it was not super badass. Aww. What's the third yeah. movie, John Scott? Uh, I I saw four. Third movie was nope. Inferno. Yeah, did you know? Did you see uh, you know Dan Brown, The Da Vinci Code? Yep. Yeah. Oh my God, Inferno. When you wrote Inferno, it's I was so re- bad. When you wrote Inferno, I was really thinking that you watched Eli Roth's Green Inferno, and I was like excited. Yep. But then yeah. no. Oh. <laughs> uh, did you know that the third movie came out this year? I did not. Inferno? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I remember the trailers for it. Sarah and I were briefly toying with because she's read the all only ones who remember the trailers for it. And that movie tanked so hard. <laughs> it made $34 million <laughs> on Tom a budget Hanks. of 75 With Tom Hanks? With Tom Hanks, directed by Ron Howard. Yeah, it was, it was, it was still Ron Howard. Oh, yeah, I remember, I remember reading about that and feeling bad for Ron. It came out yeah. the same Tom. weekend as Doctor Strange. Was it terrible? Uh, it was great. Really? It, like... You know, I mean, I'm assuming that it was like a, a Dan Brown, yeah, schlocky. Like, it was it was a, a Dan Brown adventure, except the 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 puzzle they were trying to solve was not some ancient riddle. It was some modern guy going. The way to solve my riddle is using these clues that you know about the from about the ancient Dante, world, right? Yeah. Dante's Inferno. Yeah. So it wasn't like. Oh my God! If you look at the painting, it's actually it's Leonardo been da Vinci. Here the whole actually, time. No, he's like, well, if you look at the painting, you'll figure out this riddle that I gave you, and you'll know where to go next. Huh. So it wasn't a fucking shit show of conspiracy like, of twenty thousand years right. ago. Yep. I was like, oh, I appreciate this, and then there's a thing. Eh, it was good. Ties together. Uh, no one else saw it because no one knew it was fucking out. That's I, weird because there no was like idea. there was at least some degree of hype. Right, like I, mean, I guess, but it, I just remember Tom Hanks was on SNL, which is usually like indicative of some kind of a media tour. Like, yeah, it must have it must have been for that. I mean, it was for that. Like, it was he was like he was talking about I'm reprising was, my role as yeah. the dude. And was like, he on like the weekend after Benedict Cumberbatch did? Because Doctor Strange really blew him out of the water. Like, huh. did you guys see Doctor Strange? Nope, yeah, me neither. Kind of waiting for it on Netflix. What's number yeah. four? Uh, number four. 1939's Terror by Night, starring Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes. And? Here, Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch. Uh, it's a weird thing. Like, in the late 30s, they decided to retell Sherlock Holmes he was stories. Uh, and you'd think, like, oh, like it's like weird and old-timey. No, it's a modern retelling. From the 30s. In 1939. Cool. And it was like, oh, I guess, yeah. I mean, he's using the phone, and he's on a train and shit. He's not, like... yeah. That was kind of weird. Uh, it was cool. It was a nice, neat murder mystery. And um, movies in the 30s, I've been watching a lot of like weird black and white stuff. Mm-hmm. They run a, an hour long. Boom, flat. Yeah. It's like they, they, they get to business with their storytelling. <laughs> they don't fuck around. Right. Uh, lots of okay model work for a movie made in, you know, just at the start of World War I. think that's admirable. Was it a talkie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a straight up murder mystery. Like someone kills I mean, a guy like, to like, steal exactly, a jewel. Like the, the core material is right there. Like, the, 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 oh, oh, totally, and like, it's pub- all public domain right now. And so, that's why I watch it because I got a Roku for Christmas, uh-huh. and there's all the free streaming channels on Roku, and it's the bomb. Right. Crazy. Let's let's rank these bad boys. Okay. All right. So we're gonna work backwards. Sherlock Holmes, 1939. Where does it go? Ooh, give me uh, under a, under Star Wars. Okay. Do you have an anchor point? Do you have a movie that you're like thinking about? Uh, I haven't seen the list in a little while. Give me, give me some mid. Is it better than Mordecai? Yes, it's better than Mordecai. Is it better than? Oh, this is, I think is a good. Better than Ex Men Apocalypse. Ooh. 
That was a pretty bad movie. Yeah, it was better than X-Men Apocalypse. Was it better than 1981's Evil Dead? No, it was not better than... So that's where it goes. In between X-Men Apocalypse and Mm -hmm. 1981's Evil Dead. Let's go to the mall. Um, Your other one was the... Inferno. Inferno. Was it better than Evil Dead? Yeah. Really? It was fun. Was it better than Star Trek Beyond? No. Whoa. So was it better than Rubber by Quentin Dupree? I haven't seen it, but I'm going to say yes, because that fucking movie looks so uninteresting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty... I have looks, a hard time putting a it Dan... It looks so... Yeah, but un- like, Quentin Dupree had some like arti- like actual I, artistic merit. Did Inferno have actual artistic merit? Or was it, it just is, a fun was movie? Was it just like a fun... Because that's sort of where I think the... The like... But the, the Jurassic is. World. Not as good as Jurassic World. Okay. So we're in the right. Yeah, yeah we're in the, we're right, in the zone. right zone. It's just I think rubber is the sticking thing. So like, I rubber think just looks so alienating. While Inferno is perfectly Ron Howard. Actual artistic merit. It. It's well directed. It's well shot. It's Ron Howard. He's not fucking. Yeah. Ron Howard made a shooting off a handy cam. Ron Howard. I, I would be okay putting episode. it above Rubber. I found Rubber didn't survive the rewatch very well. It's very, right. very slow paced. But, All but right. at the same time, I could, I could be swayed back and forth. So it's uh, above Rubber, R- below Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. All right, uh, Tormund's Giant Bane, Norse Adventure. Uh, let's drop back down Mordecai. to Mordecai. Mordecai was better than The Last King. Okay. Wow. Okay. Uh, Batman no, versus I'm Superman? No, no, yeah, Justice. Yeah. I like Mordecai. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would watch Mordecai again with you guys and, and feel okay with that. Batman, uh, Superman. No, that fucking movie is a travesty. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. I'd rather watch TMNT. So, there you go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Above Batman, Batman v Superman. All right. Now we're at 400 uh, Days. This one's tricky. Shit. I think we could hit um, warm bodies. No, 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 no. No, I'm looking right where we put Terror by Night. Is it? It's not as good as Evil Dead. Okay, is it better? Uh, X-Men Apocalypse. It's better than X-Men Apocalypse. So, so is it better or worse than Terror by Night? <laughs> I don't know, buddy. This is your call. This is all you now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put it under Terror by Night because at least Terror by Night had a nice resolution. Blair Witch. I am gonna I'm gonna start this conversation off. This is how I feel it. I feel it's one step above the descent and one step below Ghostbusters. That's high. That's way up. Yes, there. it is. It was it was, it was like a, a pinnacle of horror. It's, this is gonna be a like movie. The Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters. Um, y- yes. How far above? I think uh, no. Man, I would Woods. I would say I would put it a little higher. Yeah. I would put it above Ex Machina. Hmm. Like. Man, I would go very high with this. Where's, honestly, where's Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods is like top ten. It's not good. So, it's not as good as Cabin in the Woods. No, all right, like, it's not. So next, next horror movie down. The next horror movie down is. Don't breathe. Kind of Ex Machina. Don't breathe, Fede Alvarez. Didn't you say that it was like a super freaking crazy tense? Um, it's in the, It's in very similar situations as Don't Breathe. Like, yeah, honestly. I didn't see that. I also just rewatched Deadpool, and I would. I would put. This above Deadpool, and I would put this above res- Resolution as well. Yeah. I would maybe... I I think below Hook. What's under... Just Don't Breathe. Yeah. So above Don't Breathe, below Hook. I'm all right with that. Like, because it, it did what Don't Breathe did. 
It did what Don't, don't Breathe, breathe did, did better. Like better. So yeah. that knocks Don't Breathe out of the top ten films of all time. And uh, I don't necessarily uh, mind Blair the Witch, Witch being, Blair there. being like, there. Blair no. Witch is, like I said, like, at, at least as of today, yep. January 16th, 2017, it is le- legitimately the best found footage horror movie ever made. Yep. Like, I, I could say that with, like, having seen all the VHS trilogies, uh, having watched... Uh, Il est arrivé près de chez nous. Yeah, having watched all the paranormal activities, yep. all the previous Blair Witches, like, it is... They played that medium perfectly. Hooray! We did it, you guys. Nice. Stay tuned next week on a very special 90s where we discuss Diablerie and what it means for you and your vampire all hour long. Full <laughs> hour. A full hour devoted to Diablo. Be better than uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9TO5DOTCC, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9TO number 5CC on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.